Welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Anne was on to us from Mulnahone and she says the plaza in Clonmel is a waste of space, Fran. Why can't they put the Garda station uh, there? Uh, and as for colleges in Clonmel, there's no transport or places for students to stay, says uh, Anne. Well, funny enough, the Garda station, when it eventually uh, is uh, built, won't be too far from the plaza. It'll be part of that um, old army barracks uh, site there. And so that's what they're hoping for. But look, it's quite a ways down the road, I would imagine, at this point. Uh, Valentine's Day, of course, tomorrow, and it can spark a frenzy of comparison especially right across uh, social media. It can, I suppose, make us feel lonely, sad, angry, resentful, annoyed, to name but a few emotions. And for more on this and to talk to me about this, I'm delighted once again to be joined in the studio by Laura Butler, who is a professional life and business coach. Good morning to you, Laura. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Lovely, lovely to talk to you. Um, Valentine's Day and all of that. Will you talk to me first of all about the comparison thing? I mean, social media is playing into this big time, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, comparison. I did a lot of research and kind of understanding the behaviour that surrounds comparison. And what I've discovered is it's just a normal part of human cognition. So it's a normal part of our everyday lives where it kind of gets, I suppose, a little bit harmful to ourselves is when we slide into maybe upward comparison. So we have what's called upward and downward comparison. Upward is where you compare yourself to somebody who you feel is superior to yourself. So it kind of just reminds you of everything that you don't have or that you're missing out on when you do that. Downward comparison is the opposite, where you compare yourself to somebody who's worse off than you to make yourself feel better. So... When we recognise that comparison is a normal part of day-to-day life, it's not necessarily that it's going to stop, but it's what you do with that information when you feel comparison is coming on. That is the key power where you can choose to do something differently about it. Right, so what can you do about it? I mean, let's take the upper one where you think that somebody's doing better than you or they get more flowers than you or they get more love than you. How how do you deal with that? So again, it's about looking at, well, what is is missing for me that I feel that way? So it's utilising the information that your emotions are giving you because emotions are information within your system and your body and they're they're really advocating for what you need at the time and especially across Valentine's Day it reminds us if you're single how single you could potentially be or you know if you're going out with somebody and you're looking on social media and all these influencers are surrounded by red roses and chocolates and so on and so forth it can kind of well I didn't get that or my partner didn't do that for me or I didn't get excuse me I didn't get my breakfast in bed so it, it slides into everything that we don't have rather than focusing on what we do have and potentially what right. we're grateful for. Is that any different to plain old envy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plain old envy, yes. And envy, it's part of it. Like if you're comparing something um, that somebody else has to yourself, absolutely envy. Envy is an emotion that we can mm. experience as well. But it's like, okay, what can I do with this emotion that I'm experiencing? If I'm experiencing envy, what is this telling me about what I need for myself because I suppose you can only love somebody as much as you love yourself and as much as you are connected to yourself so it kind of operates on that level and like with Valentine's Day tomorrow I would always say to people like have you discussed with your partner how you want that to be celebrated not alone Valentine's it's birthdays it's all these Mm. kind of occasions that pop up but have you asked for what you need because 
people aren't mind readers and we just tend to assume people know what we would like yes. rather than actually having that conversation and letting that person know well, you know, I really love balloons over flowers or actually I don't want flowers. I want, you know, a voucher to get my hair done or my nails done or, do you know, whatever it mm. is. Or because even... men are dopes. I mean, <laughs> unless you tell them plainly. I mean, do, don't do abstract or, or, or anything. But, you know, you have to tell them. Yeah, and like... Look, it goes across for for both sexes, I think. You know, it depends. Some people don't believe in Valentine's Day. They don't want to celebrate it like birthdays, all that kind of thing. So having those conversations and actually asking for what you need means that you celebrate it in a way that's meaningful to you. And that's that's really what it's about. It's about, like, it's not about what you're getting. It's about the love you feel. And even for, you know, if you're single on Valentine's Day, it's about, well, what can I do to show myself how much I love myself? You know, and it's about, like, you can't love somebody else as much as you love yourself, like, less than you love yourself. So, again, the more you can be comfortable with yourself, the more you can be comfortable with other people. Right. But if you are in an open plan office... And, you know, a couple of the people involved get the 12 red roses or whatever else. And you're sort of sitting there, even though you have a partner. But you, you can't help but feel a bit, you're smiling at me now. I am smiling. Have, have you seen that happen? Or, yes, you know? sure. Across, it's it's really evident, I think, across social media. And especially on a day where it's so commercialised now. Mm. And it's like the bigger the gesture, oh, the, the more love that's there. Mm. And that's not necessarily true at all. It's Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, it comes back to, okay, well, what's my relationship like? What do I need in my relationship? If I'm feeling, if I'm not feeling, you know, loved by this other person, well, what's happening for me? And it's really about bringing it back to yourself. We tend to project onto other people and blame them, which is a an easy response, I suppose. So it's your fault. You didn't do this for me. It's your, you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas if it's like, okay, how do I take responsibility? So what's happening for me that I feel this way? What's happening that I am envious or that I'm angry or that I'm upset? And it's bringing it back to yourself because everything that's happening internally is a, is a trigger. And the other person isn't responsible for that. You are. Right. Let's look the other way then, where you're feeling a little superior because all the love is being shown to you in in every way. So what about that feeling? Is there caution needed with that as well, Laura? Yeah, because that's that's what I suppose the, the downward comparison piece lends itself to. So here you are surrounded by balloons and, and all the good stuff and you're looking at everyone else and you can kind of feel like, God, I did well. You know, I have I've I've been shown how much I'm appreciated and loved. And really, that is comparison, but it's the downward comparison. And it's just being mindful of somebody has the ability to take that away when you when you lean into comparison. Oh, so you're giving somebody else control. You're giving that? someone else the power. So if oh. it happens, you know, if you're surrounded on one particular day, then they have the power to take that away by not doing the same thing again. Um, and that can be a slippery slope. So it's about like obviously being appreciative of if somebody goes and, and you yeah. know has gestures of, of romance on Valentine's Day but it's just being mindful of your own internal reactions towards that. You've alluded to it several times and I'd love to find out more about it which is you know that need to love ourselves mm. um, particularly maybe not your generation but my generation was certainly brought up to think that that is selfish and it's not the thing to do and love thy neighbour and all of that sort of thing. Mm. Um, 
tell me about loving yourself and how important that is. It's really important. Um, and it research shows that, you know, self-care now is a priority. And I suppose we see it, we see it across a lot of social media as well about what self-care is and how we can be kinder to ourselves. And for me, it's about self-care is, is more about self-kindness than self-judgment. So we tend to slip into self-judgment a lot of the time. And it's about bringing yourself back into self-kindness. And when we're in when we're in the space of self-care, like self-care can be something like, you know, going for a walk, having a nice bath, but it can also be about looking at what's happening for you internally and understanding your triggers, your emotions, your thinking patterns, all of that work that you can do to lend itself to being more connected to yourself because a lot of us operate on automatic behaviour and we don't realise that actually our thoughts, feelings and behaviours are all connected and they're all interlinked and primarily they're established very early in life and so we're actually repeating patterns of behaviour that we've established maybe when we were seven, eight, nine. Mm. We're still repeating them to this day. And that's for the, you know, every generation regardless. But um, you can't, when you're disconnected from yourself, you can't be connected in the same way to somebody else. So self-care is all about, for me, it's all about bringing yourself back to connecting to who you are. And whatever that looks like for you, it can be, as I said, it can be like, you know, going, getting the hair done or going for a bath. Mm. But really self-care is about understanding what's happening and why you're being triggered internally and what you can do differently about it. Right. And if you see somebody as a people pleaser big time, does that concern you? Is that one of the things that concerns you? Because, you know, it's all outward stuff. Is that it? Absolutely. So people pleaser uh, and people pleasing is a coping mechanism. And we do that to want to be liked by other people because we were validated when we were younger in a in in that way and so in order for us to feel loved we need to be validated by other people mm. and when that happens validation is is outside of you so as i said kind of like with the the downward and upward comparison you've given people the ability to remove that you've given them the power and and the, I suppose the work that I do is about bringing the power back into yourself so that you don't necessarily seek validation from somebody else. Like, you know that you're good enough regardless. Um, but people-pleasing is a really interesting one um, and it tends to lend itself to to a behaviour that we've established um, a very long time ago that we still operate against because right. of validation. If we've com- compounded that behaviour that we might have learned at six or seven or something where we don't like ourselves particularly... Mm. Can that be turned around? Can that be changed? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about breaking it down. It's about understanding, well, what was the event or or the circumstances that lended itself to us believing that we weren't good enough. Um, But the mind can be rewired. And we know this through neuroscience, but also through a lot of practices around um, gratitude. Gratitude has a physical and, and mental benefit to um, to us and it's it's when we start to look at what gratitude can do for us and allowing us into that space that rewires the brain and so when you start to break down all of these patterns of behaviour that you've built up over the time you can then start to identify and shift your perspective and look at doing things differently but you can like self-confidence fear of whatever it might be self-doubt all of these can be 
tackled right. all of these can be and is this the cognitive aspect of what you do yes yeah, so a lot of I do, well, what I do is called cognitive behavioural coaching so it's really about understanding thinking patterns how they've emerged what the behaviours are that you're demonstrating as a result of these and then we work on shifting right. perspective and looking at doing things differently. And what happens, Laura, if you can't trace it back to a single incident or if it's it's a kind of a general feeling you have? Yeah, that's okay. I mean, <clears throat> coaching, I suppose the difference between coaching and therapy, therapy allows you to go back and process. Coaching is very much, look, you are where you are, let's move it forward. Yeah. If you don't have an idea of where it originated from, that's okay. You can still look at changing your thinking patterns, shifting perspective and doing things That's great. I was wondering about yeah. that, if you, if you could. So, yeah, you, well, as you say, here we are, but now I want to move forward. Yeah, and it is. It's about looking. It's a future focused. So it's all about, okay, where do I want to get to? Where do I want to be? And then working with someone like myself, it helps you bridge the gap from where you are now. Right. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it really oh, is fascinating. it really is. And yeah. I know that Valentine's, which is where we started out talking about, Valentine's gets a bit of bad press, but exactly what you said about Valentine's applies to birthdays and Christmases and all, all of those things. It applies things, to it? all occasions, really. I mean, any any occasion that you feel that you want celebrated in a certain way, then it's really about having the courage and being brave to have that conversation with whoever it might be that, you know, could be a best friend, could be uh, a partner, whoever it is, to help you to meet your needs because that's right. what you're trying to do. Right, but could I just urge every woman listening to us on behalf of men, do not do subtlety, do not do abstract, make it quite clear. Is it yes. okay if I do that, Laura? Absolutely, <laughs> and I think it's important to point out that we do have what's called cognitive distortions where we do believe, like we make assumptions that people will know what we want, we mind read, you yes. know, that he's going to or she's going to do this, this and this, and then when it doesn't happen, it sends us into a little bit of an internal struggle. So again, it's have that conversation, look for that support in what you need and don't be afraid to ask. Right. And and just finally, back to the comparison thing and measuring yourself against what happens for other people. That's a pointless thing, isn't it? It is. It's going to, like, a, I think there's a, there's a quote there, comparison is, is a thief of joy. And it is. So the that's way... That's a lovely... That's, that's a I think lovely it was Theodore phrase, Roosevelt who said was that. It? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But... Um, I think that if you're in comparison mode, then it's just reminding you of what you don't have. Understanding that comparison will happen, but it's what you do with that information, whether you choose to allow it to impact you and you spiral into a certain type of emotion like anger, resentment, whatever, or whether you choose to go, God, that's interesting now. That's, I'm curious, why is that happening for me and what's going on for me and what do I need to look at differently that that's actually what's happening. So you can utilise the comparison in a, in a both positive and negative way. Very good. You're a life and business coach. You also uh, look after cognitive behavioural uh, therapy and all of that. If people want to talk to you, Laura, how, how can they do that? Yeah, I'm across social media. It's called pdccoaching.com or on my website pdccoaching.com or, you know, reach out. All right, Lorna, a happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Lovely, lovely to see you. Thanks very much indeed. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie